play the fucking intro. This is Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 274. 274. And this is a landmark episode. We are now officially uh, we are now officially recording in a new location. We are. <laughs> yep, just a a few miles away from the old studio, and we are now in a new one. Right. <laughs> Pretty cool. And we will have an actual studio built here before too long. And it'll be more than just the basement is the studio. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not just the basement with the, you know, with a mixing board hooked up to a laptop with a couple of microphones. Right. You know, we're actually going to get really professional. It took about five years to get here. But right. We're getting here. We're getting there. Well, excellent. A uh, lot of good stuff ahead. A lot of good music as per usual. A lot of good new music. So let's get into it. I think we're going to talk about some of the stuff that's on this list. For example, on July 18th, Snuff Tape put out C4. It's a single. Oh, yeah, they did. REO put out Sobra Las Runes. Uh, it's an EP on Tough Ain't Enough Records on the 19th. On the 20th, Body Jar released New Rituals, or at least that's released on Melodic Punk Style. I think the actual release date was way back in February, so not specifically new, but I guess new on Melodic Punk Style. Zenzara released another two-track EP called El Morso Che Non Lasia Segni, and I'm sure I mispronounced that, but you'll find it. Zanzara, Not Committed, put out uh, Leave Me Alone with another track, City at Night. That's over on Little Willie as 20th. Another one on the 20th is 100% Bav- Bavovna. And we're going to talk more about that band here shortly. Uh, they released a single called Samurai 93. On the 21st, 3DBS Down, they released another single called Unconvinced. ZYMT Zimpt, they released on the 22nd Das Privilege der Misanthropy on Spastic Fantastic Records. Suicide Machines put out a split with Coquettish called Gibo Gomi, uh, and that was released on the 22nd. 22, and that's 20 spelled out with the number 2. They released Dismissed on Melodic Punk Style on the 22nd. Bastard Squad released Hideaway EP on the 22nd. Violent Way released Bow to None. It's pretty good. I like that one. No Fun at All, they released It's Not a Problem, which is a single on SBAM Records. Uh, United Sound Crew. There we go. <laughs> United Sound Crew, they released Fuhrer Immer Solidarity, which is a single. That's a pretty good single. I heard that over on Spotify. That's why I heard it. So definitely looking forward to checking out more from that band. Uh, Glass, G-A or G-L-A-A-S, they released Qualm on Static Shock Records on the 23rd. Strike First released War on the 23rd. We'll talk more about that later in the episode. That was actually released earlier on vinyl, but it came out on digital on the 25th. British Columbia Bobber LP uh, came out on Rebellion Records, also on the 25th, also just came out on digital, also was released like a month or so ago on vinyl. Loma Prieta, they released Sunlight, which is a single on the 26th. 100% Bavovna, they released This Is Fine. Like I said, we'll be talking more about them here shortly. The Doped Up Dollies, they released a new single called Na 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 Na, 
Mm-hmm. Hopefully, I said enough Nas there. I think. Does punk rock even have enough Nas? <laughs> I mean, you think of the. You think of the song "Na Na 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 Na" by Rancid, right? And then there's the one by Boss Tones, right? <laughs> and then, need we forget the uh, unequivocal use of the word Nas? Probably the most Nas iterated in a single song, specifically the chorus, the one by My Chemical Romance. <laughs> you know which one I'm talking about. Nice. Oh yeah, and then there's the. Then there was something. Nah, it wasn't Nas. They were Yaz. Okay. Nas and Yaz in punk rock. I think someone ought to make like a uh, uh, make a little spreadsheet of that. Right. Just start tallying them up. Absolutely. Uh, but where does it end? Where does this fucker <laughs> end? All right. B. Engel and the Turbo Hugend, which is Super Sheriff. They released Turbo Hugend, Stay Hard, Run Free. It's a single. It's so- on. Hugend or Jugend? Jugend, whatever. <laughs> it's the J. <laughs> yes, ya, not who. Yeah, I got that right. Scandinavia, Jugend. not Mexico. There you go. Uh, Super Sheriff, I forget. Are they? I forget. They, they did release an album. I think it was the 28th or 29th also. So check that out. Uh, I've been busy the last day or so, so there's a lot of new stuff that has come out probably in the last week that I don't have on this list, but we're going to tell you about the rest that is. Stick to your guns. Release are going to release Spectre on the 29th. Funeral Chic, they are releasing Roman Candle on the 29th. The Gaggers releasing Shockwave on Vonda Records. Rig Time releasing Reborn on State of Mind Records. Lawmaker releasing a split with Haymaker. All those on the 29th. Knock Off with Side by Side and the Vibrators Fall into the Sky should also be coming out soon. A few of in early August, Sally Pepper is releasing Factually Correct, which is an EP on Horn and Hoof Records on the first. Voice of Addiction is releasing Divided States on the fifth. The Interrupters are releasing In the Wild on Hellcat Records on the fifth. Dagger Threat is releasing Weltschmerz, uh, which is on BDA, BDHW Records. The Flatliners are releasing New Ruin on Fat Records. Rikers is releasing Ours Was a Noble Cause on BDHW Records. And finally, Life's Question releasing World Full Of on Triple B Records. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. What do you got, Dad? Yeah, almost makes you want to finish that sentence. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, there's the... Yeah, I got to reiterate the uh, Snuff Tape single on the 18th. We'll be playing that a little bit later. And, oh boy, that song. <laughs> you'll, you'll understand why. On uh, the 19th, Off With Their Heads released uh, Collected. And on the 28th, that being today, the uh, oh, <laughs> Powerhouse, OBHC, released their song Back In The Day. And that was originally released, or supposed to be released, with their EP Renegades. But if you remember me talking about that EP a few weeks ago, the song back in the day, on Bandcamp at least, was just a rehash of the song Renegades. Right. So they put that song up there twice, just gave it a different title. So today, they released Back in the Day for real this time. Awesome. It's just a, you could just stream it as a single on Bandcamp. That's where you can find it. But they apparently did not fix the problem with the EP page. But hey, it's up there. It's up there at least. <laughs> And also, fun thing on the 28th, uh, both Lamb of God and Arm for Apocalypse released two new singles. Arm for Apocalypse released their song Hourglass, and Lamb of God released the title track of their upcoming album, 
album Omens. Cool. And here's the other funny thing. Both Lamb of God and Arm for Apocalypse albums, Omens and Ritual Violence, respectively, are scheduled to be released October 7th. And if you want to go further down the rabbit hole, the new Arm for Apocalypse single, Hourglass, you know, Lamb of God famously has a song called Hourglass. So <laughs> this is really weird. And if I may be granted a small pun, it may be a good omen. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a little too... Uh, a little too coincidental. I'm starting to think that maybe they should be touring together. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. But Lamb of God is touring here. I already got my ticket for that one. That will be... That's also in October. Yeah, the beginning of October. And they're touring with Killswitch. Cool. Oh, yeah. Two of the biggest metal giants of the 2000s on tour together. Oh, oh boy. That's going to be brutal. Uh, let's see. And... uh on the 29th, I'm excited for the Six Year Guns record. It'll be interesting to see them back into the fold. Right. And, of course, the new Funeral Chic. I cannot wait. I cannot wait for that album to come out. I've loved both the singles on there. And, yeah, I'm just ready to hear more. It's almost so here. Fun. Almost. Almost here. <laughs> awesome. Well, a lot of new stuff. Go check out some new stuff. Uh, we are, you know going to be playing new stuff, because that's what we do. So uh, one that you didn't talk about at the beginning, because it's a little bit older than within the last 10 days. Yeah. Uh, What do you got? Well, it was, uh, yes, this one was a little, uh, it's a little less current, but it is still new. It it is still new. It came out this year. And this one, this one came to me as a bit of a surprise. Apparently, the ever so famous uh, British band that really brought in the idea of industrial music into the forefront, Killing Joke, have been pretty busy the past couple of years. Right. And I have I did not know that. <laughs> I wasn't really following the band's current endeavors. And one time I was sitting at uh, I was sitting at the bar, Aces High Saloon, uh, a few weeks ago, and then the song started playing over the over the speakers. And I was thinking, you know, this is sounding a lot like ministry. Like, it's got that down-tune guitar, and it's just uh, chugging and trudging along. And I, f- and the vocals come in. And the vocals are too deep and soothing and sultry. I'm thinking, no, this isn't ministry. So I asked the bartender, uh, hey, who is this? I don't know. And then she uh, clicks on the... Clicks on the uh, title screen of her uh, of the phone. Well, it was on the TV screen, but the point is, it was the Killing Joke song. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna tell you the layout of how that bar is, you know, structured. If you're anywhere <laughs> near, go watch the show there. That's how I got to find out. Yeah, pretty much. Or just go visit the people there. Are awesome. I'll be there. <laughs> Usually. <Right. laughs> anyway, the song was the song was Lord of Chaos. Yes, not to be mistaken for Lords of Chaos, the little subpar black metal mockumentary, or not even documentary, a biopic with one of the lesser of the Colkins. Yeah, don't mistake it for that one. The Lord of Chaos is an EP that was released by Killing Joke back in March 25th of this year. So, I went down the rabbit hole a little bit more and discovered some of their uh, most, yeah, their newest records. And they've gotten a bit heavier in the 2000s. I remember in the in the beginning, you know, they were raw and they were still sounding like a, you know, a harder version of 70s punk rock. Okay. 
And then they went all like 80s new wave down the down the line. And then I just kind of uh, stopped looking into them after that. And now in the 2000s and into the 2010s, they've gotten a lot harder. <laughs> so I'm thinking, okay, I like this. So let's, let's see what else they have to offer. So here is a taste of what Killing Joke has been up to in the past few years. This is Lords of Chaos. Lord of Chaos. Single. Single. <laughs>
So yeah, for uh, for sake of uh, context, the lyrics uh, end up going something like fatal attraction to bright lights and loud explosions. Insects will rule when we've had our go. Our rise and fall, our stewardship, our temper tantrums, our art, our excellence, our hubris, poverty and greed. Flashpoints everywhere and everybody's scared. Complex systems failure and the lord of chaos is in. Wow. Oh yeah, we... So it's basically, uh, it, the writing's on the wall. It's saying, yeah, we're basically the instigators of our own extinction. That is true. <laughs> <'Cause> it, <laughs> it will further go on to talk about like how the sea levels are rising and the, uh, you know, the mushroom clouds are blocking all light and are just uh, depriving us of oxygen, all the stuff that we need to, you know, live. <laughs> but, and that's what Killing Joke is uh, doing. And... I guess in uh, terms of structure, it's a it's a short song. It's just verse, chorus, verse, chorus, and and that's about it. Nothing more, nothing less. And really, it doesn't need to be. Right. Also, I just want to explain a little bit better of how I discovered this. Basically, the setup in Aces High Saloon, they have two TV monitors behind the bar, and they have it hooked up to the internet. So we were so they were doing a playlist, like a mix of. Uh, basically any uh, 80s dark wave or industrial type songs and the lyric video for this song came on and I was watching that lyric video and I strongly recommend you watch that the animation is just amazing and the logo that they use well the mascot I should say that they use on the uh, album cover is just so menacing looking wow <laughs> it just looks like one of those uh you know ventriloquist puppets it's just uh yeah it's just got that uh it's just got that really creepy smile on it, the wide-eyed <laughs> with the wide-eyed face and just like, yeah, everything's going great. Meanwhile, he's holding a bazooka with a missile in it. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah, go ahead and uh, watch that. I strongly I strongly recommend that being your introduction to that song. Cuz it hooked me. I will awesome. say that. And and yeah, check out the other songs on that EP and check out the few albums that they have released in the past few years. It's they haven't lost touch. They're still out there and they're it's, still uh, if you grant me another pun, killing it. <laughs> They've been doing it over 40 years, so keep checking out the stuff. They they keep putting it out. Mhm. Plenty of stuff to talk about. All right, we're going to get into two bands both releasing new stuff, both from Ukraine. Uh, both from Kiev in Ukraine. First, we're going to get into the band 100% Bavovna. I'm hoping I'm saying that right, but I want to thank Anatoly. Anatoly, he is the mandolin violin player in Shamrocks. I've played Shamrocks a couple times before, but he's also doing this project now, and I think they have a couple singles. I mentioned two of them, and I think there's even a third single that was released maybe back in June. And so there's a few singles out that you can go check out, uh, good stuff. He's doing uh, vocals and lead guitar with this band. This is the newest of all three tracks that was just released earlier this week on July 26th. So we're going to check it out here together. This track is called uh, This Is Fine, going along with Lords of Chaos, right? Yep, This Is Fine. Yeah. 100% <laughs> uh, Bavavna. Here we go. Oh, don't you worry. When the rockets strike your town, this broken. 
second world does not deserve to see you frown So don't feel sorry Cause if you do then I will do Then who will sing your happy songs when you feel down Don't check her bug out When you see that mushroom cloud It's not that scary Just obnoxious, bright and loud So if the Russians Decide to start a nuclear hell Well, they just mean they die as well That they can shoot another round Go check our bug out back And back more bunches for that This is fine. 100% Bavavna. Hopefully I'm saying that right. That's B-A-V-O-V-N-A. Uh, Anatoly, I want to thank you for sharing that with us. Uh, I definitely want to get out and check out the rest of those tracks. I just shared it a couple days ago. Didn't even realize that the band was around and already had two other singles released. Yeah, and not bad. <clears throat> not bad lyrically and not bad musically either. Right. And yeah, this uh, yeah, your pick and my pick—they are tied together by that theme. They are only this coincidentally. One is, yeah, coincidentally. <laughs> only this one I feel is more like uh, leaning on the grounds of uh, uh, being satirical, and because I mean the song is jumpy and it just sounds so happy. But you really look at the lyrics, and it's just—it's uh, basically painting the picture like, uh, "Hey, you know what? The world is going to hell, but it's okay. We're doing all right." All right. But it's just like, yeah, for how long, though? Right. <laughs> and, yeah, given the context of both of these songs, it keeps bringing me back to this uh, George Carlin bit and also sort of an interview he did where it's like, the planet is fine, the people are fucked. <laughs> <laughs> where it's, and, yeah, there was a part in the uh, song by Killing Joke, The Lord of Chaos, where it's saying the insects will rule next. 
George actually does say that in an interview. He said, there was an era of reptiles. Now it's the era of the primates, and maybe the insects will be next. <laughs> so right. that's what made me think of that. And that's what this song is reminded me of. Like, yeah, the world will be fine when it catches fly fire, replenishes itself, and, you know, it's a self-healing organism. Right. We'll be gone. <laughs> and then the Earth will just keep moving and doing what it does. That's true. <clears throat> We're just guests on this planet. <laughs> that is true. Yep. So, so yeah. I mean, check out this band. And uh, this was kind of a, <laughs> kind of a promotion of uh, George Carlin, which also you should listen to. The man is hilarious and incredibly deeply insightful. Where are you when we need you, George? We really <laughs> could use you right now. Right. Uh, for, not for you to solve the problems, but to make us laugh at them at least. That would be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. No one. There'll never be another one. Uh, but yeah, 100 percent Bob. Uh, Bavovna, Bavovna, uh, however in the hell you pronounce that, doing good. Really, really good stuff. Right. It's going towards uh, Dead Kennedy's waters. Right. Thinking that, you know, uh, fast and hyphy and near cheerful, but the songs are just like really, oh, God, why am I enjoying this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's making a good point, but holy hell. <laughs> it is very enjoyable. Uh, the next band we're going to play also is enjoyable. Kiv band, uh, Cardinal Birds. We've played Cardinal Birds several times. Uh, both these bands, obviously, living in Kiev, living in Ukraine, have had to deal with uh, a lot that uh, most people would not want to have to deal with. You don't want to live in war zones. And uh, since earlier this year, that's the way it's been. And mm -hmm. uh, we have our shirts, not currently wearing them. Mine's packed away in a box, probably in storage right now, because that's where most of my clothes are. But <laughs> uh, the band Cardinal Birds, though, they just released another track. It's on most streaming sources, and all of the money earned from the sales will go to help Ukrainians. So that's what this is another thing that the, the band is doing, is to help raise some money there. Raising money by Ukrainians for Ukrainians. And if you're unfamiliar with Cardinal Birds and you hadn't heard them before, you should definitely go check them out. They started his band way back in 2014. I want to thank you, uh, D. Lav. He does vocals in the band. He's the one that reached out, got this track on the radar. It was released June 30th, so just a few weeks ago. There is a video. You can watch a video for it. Uh, Yuki Line is, and I'm hoping I'm saying that right, I'm not as big of a hockey fan, or at least from the era where this story comes from. I'm going to read you what the story is, because I didn't know this. The Yuki line is the name of one of the most powerful lines in the NHL, which included three Ukrainians. The Yuki line of the Boston Bruins formed in 1957, comprised of Johnny Bochik, Bronco Horvath, and Vic Stasiuk. And I'm sure I mispronounced those. But if you look <laughs> up uh, Boston Bruins 1957, you'll find them. Uh, they were three forwards of Ukrainian heritage. Uh, the, I heard that Ukrainians in USA and especially in Canada are often called Yuki. And this is in the words of D, I believe, or at least somebody in the band. And after this nickname stuck to these three hockey players, that's what people call them. I don't particularly call Ukrainians, but I'm not from that era. So maybe <laughs> people from that era are the ones that call them that. Uh, they created a kind of metaphor and compared these hockey players and the Ukrainian people. Thus, we show the unity of Ukrainians around the world, Ukrainians 
who now live in Ukraine and the Ukrainian diaspora, Yuki. And this is Cardinal Birds, Ukrainians living in Ukraine, and the diaspora, which is Steve Sidlonik and Gordy Johnson uh, on this particular track. So it's Yuki Line. Uh, hopefully, you know, I've said it enough. Hopefully I was saying it right. <laughs> Uh, let's get into that track now and we can hear some new stuff from Cardinal Birds and then you can go out and support them. closer there <laughs> right good stuff cardinal birds <clears throat> ukuline uh, boom there's the end <laughs> <laughs> again ominous <laughs> yes uh good stuff go check them out go support cardinal birds i think they have a patreon page that you can also help support them but if you like the music, go out and support them. They are using the money earned, especially from this particular track, but I think a lot of their other music, too, to help Ukrainians in Ukraine. So get out there, help support them. Go check out both those bands. Go check out Killing Joke. Uh, we had a UK band, two bands from Kiev, and now we're bouncing to Salt Lake City. Eric, what do you got? Oh, yes. <clears throat> well, if you were uh, paying attention earlier... You probably weren't, but this is why we're here to talk about it. Again, the band Snuff Tape have released yet another single. That is two songs, 
in their recorded caliber that you can stream on their Bandcamp. You can find that on their Facebook and Instagram, which we will give at the end of this episode. So all the more reason to stick around. Don't, don't be fast-forwarding through it right now. Listen to the song first. <laughs> then, uh, really, you can just uh, give them a search on Facebook or whatever. But you can still still go support them on their Bandcamp. Go listen to this song because, well, I mean, it's awesome. If you were part of a uh, hardcore in the uh, in the 2000s throughout the 2010s, you knew that there was a certain type. And this is the type of hardcore that is like, well, it makes you want to, you know, punch the earth. <laughs> Maybe uh, lower the level of, of the ground just a few inches. And if you have a wall in the vicinity, say goodbye to that wall. Because that thing is going. It's going away. Uh, we call that beat down. <laughs> I don't want to call them just straightforward beat down, but it does remind me of the band's sort of like a... If y'all remember Irate from New York. Oh, man. Those guys were some of the instigators of beat down. Same thing with uh, Murder by Death and Killdozer. They had some... Uh, they had some pretty... I don't know. There's hardcore that makes you flail your fists, and then there's hardcore that makes you break your fists. <laughs> and this is the latter. This is what snuff tape has been uh, rolling through in the uh, in the little undergarments of Salt Lake hardcore, and they're holding the front on the uh, the beatdown ushering of such. And if you don't believe me, well, here is C4, and try to restrain yourselves. <laughs>
hardcore kid then chances are you probably aren't listening right now and are on your way to see a hand specialist <laughs> as for the rest of you well that's what you're missing out on <laughs> oh but so yeah that's the type of hardcore that it brings me back to those shows where kids were leaving with a uh, few less teeth than when they came in with so yeah that's snuff tape for you and if you've seen them live well r.i.p i'm joking for god's sake their shows are uh yeah they get high they get hyphy they get pretty brutal sometimes uh but no one has ever left um well yeah there was one show that they put on where uh two friends of mine were injured one of them uh broke his nose and another rolled his ankle however this was before snuff tape took the stage this was during the opening (laughs) act so but who knows what could have happened right right um but the snuff tape, they are, you know, they're really fun to see live. They are swell dudes. And Alec, he is just a he is just a monolithic human being. He is tall and he is large and he's got the voice to match. Like, good lord, he can he can just lay it down. And he can lay you down. If, you know <laughs> what is it? If provoked? Provoked. Yes, if provoked. But he's such a sweet guy. Oh, he's such a nice guy. <laughs> you're a nice guy, Alec, and your band is awesome. And, oh, we'll definitely be seeing you really soon. You guys are putting on so many shows. It's awesome. Yep. I mean, Salt Lake, you can't get enough brutality. Maybe because they've been deprived for so long. <laughs> <laughs> well, not far from Salt Lake, we have Las Vegas, and that's where the next band's from, Gob Patrol. I just came across them in the last few months and decided, hey, I like it. Let's get it on the show. They released an EP called New Spit. New Spit. Not Split, but New Spit. (laughs) And that EP was released December 11th of 2020, so it's about a year and a half since it came out. Uh, It's a cool band. They're playing shows, so if you're in or around Vegas, you should be on the lookout for Gob Patrol. And we are going to check them out right now. So off of New Spit, we're we're going to listen to the track. There we go. Uh, supposed to do.
track. What'd you think of God Patrol? Well, that final, final word right there just uh, <clears throat> got me, th- was, it's further, <clears throat> further confirming my thoughts about something called a spit EP. <laughs> it's making me think of when two rappers are releasing a couple of songs and they decide to release it conjointly as a sort of split, but they're going to call it a spit EP because if you're familiar with hip hop, the... Uh, the phrase spitting rhymes comes up a lot. Right. So that's what I was thinking, but I'm like, well, would they ever do that? And that's what this kind of sounded like, just the word bitch. Because how many <laughs> times does the word bitch come up in your average rap song? <laughs> okay, now that little uh, that little side tangent is done, but as for the song itself, man, I never heard, actually I have, but in recent times I haven't heard a harder punk breakup song (laughs) and then it goes into like i gave you drugs oh okay that's interesting (laughs) okay now there's the there's the kicker there is the there's the punk that we all know and love right only this one you probably would hate (laughs) i guess i gotta listen to it again and read it to the lyrics gotta get the context of what exactly is going on because this is sounding oh it sounded really weird. <laughs> well, that's God Patrol. Go check out new Spit. It's not as new at this point, but it was new at that point back in December 11th of 2020. They're from Vegas. Eric, we're going to do some great cover-to-cover albums, but before we do, have you seen any live shows recently? Seen? Fucking played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I played a show on, oh, what was the day? The 23rd at Black Lung Society. Once again, we played that with Goat Sifter, Suffocator, <clears throat> and Marine Corps. And we were all playing with the touring band from Reno, Nevada, Boss's Daughter. Cool. Now, Boss's Daughter, they're great folks. They're great guys. They're really talented. Punk rock on that same scale of uh, Wilhelm Scream, where it's like, uh, it's hyphy, it's energetic, and it's just got all these, like, uh, s- the spastic enterprise, you know? <laughs> and But not as technical. Not as technical. But, oh, damn, they were still good. They played right in the middle of the lineup because if you're playing a uh, if you're playing a late show with a uh, stacked lineup, it's best to play right in the middle because that's when that is the higher chances of the audience having not dissipated, right? And you know, it gives them time to you know work their merch table, sell a few things, and get to know some of the some of the other people. And they got to know us pretty well. I mean. Sid, our drummer, was the one who uh, basically booked them. Awesome. And like I said last week, we basically had to put this show together. <laughs> it's like, oh, do you know any bands? I thought you were putting this. Okay, fine. <laughs> so that's how we got this whole uh, lineup together. Anyway, uh, Marine Corps played first, and uh, William, he was in his, uh, he w- dressed up to look like, uh, uh, what's the guy, the Tim Burton movie with the murderous barber? Oh, D.B. Sweeney or something like that? Yeah, Sweeney. Sweeney Todd. Sweeney Todd. There we go. Good Lord. (laughs) The murderous barber. (laughs) So, yeah, he was dressed up in his, like, uh, in his little suit. He had the color in his hair, the little, you know, the skunk tail. And, of course, he had blood all over him. Nice. And so, and he he always dresses up. He's the little, uh, he's got all the theatrics in the presentation of that band. Whereas, you know, their guitarist looks a little, uh, looks more punk and their drummer and their guitar. Their drummer and their singer just look normal. <laughs> so he's the odd one out. And 
well, he's the bassist. You got to do what you can. <laughs> right? But they were good. They were they were doing pretty well for themselves. Uh, Goat Sifter. Oh, boy, I love Goat Sifter. I love watching them perform. I love chilling with uh, Dave and Mike. Such rad, such rad guys, such rad musicians. And Mike, he is a bass player that every time I watch him, I'm like, I got to up my game. That guy just moves up and down the fretboard like butter. That's awesome. <clears throat> oh, yeah. If there's any reason to see Goat Sifter, if there's any reason to watch a bassist, that, that is the reason. <laughs> that is the reason. Mike the Bass, he is a master class. That's awesome. Um, really cool. Also, I should, uh, I should have uh, prefaced this with the idea that when it comes to, when it comes to playing a gig, you've got to be prepared. And we were definitely prepared. We had lawn chairs and a cooler full of beer and plenty of dr- plenty of little capsules to keep the beer hidden from anybody who was looking to get wise and start snitching. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we were basically having a tailgate party in the parking lot while everyone was setting up. And we were there early. It's like, all right, well, crack open a beer and just uh, wait for showtime. Nice. Yeah, so that was a fun time. So we're in and out of the venue. We're just cracking another beer, then going in, watching the show. We can bring the beers inside, but, you know, that's what you kind of do in events like this. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, onward with the show. Boss's daughter. Oh, they were so great. They were a lot of, they were just a lot of fun to watch live. Both their, uh, their sing, both the bassist and the guitarist are singers, and they are just, they are just hitting every note with, uh, with precision, and they are just bouncing around. They're moving around. They're having a good time. You can tell that they were really giving it their all on this show. And this was the last stop on their tour before they headed back uh, westward towards Nevada. And also, I ended up putting them up for the night. Oh, nice. they didn't really have another place to stay. And I'm like, oh, dude, I'll just let my roomie know. I'm sure he won't have a problem with it. Just, we got, we got ample couch space. Trust me, we can fit five people <laughs> on there to sleep. And, and yeah, they came over afterwards and they just were basically passed out. They got like a whole hotel room treatment. It's like, here's where you guys are going to sleep. Here's the bathroom. You know, you can shower if you need to. We even have working laundry. <laughs> yeah. But they didn't, uh, they didn't overextend their welcome. We'll say that. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. And I recommend checking out uh, Boss's Daughter. They're really great musicians and just, they have some really great songs. Like I said, if you're into Wilhelm Scream and any punk of that caliber, you'll like him. I'll play him on the show in, uh, in due time. Awesome. <clears throat> but it is not this time. Not this time. <laughs> okay. And the last two bands, there was Us and Suffocator. Suffocator played right before us, and we closed out the night. And Suffocator, we, I'm always stoked to play a show with them. They just have such a... They just have such a fun, brutal, yet so simple sound. It's like crust punk and death metal and just straight hardcore all wrapped into one. I love what they are doing. I have since the very beginning, and we were there at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> I, will never, I will never forget that. I will never stop reminding people we were at Suffocator's first show because who knows? They may end up to be bigger than us. So it's nice to have that bragging, right, when they're playing arena shows. That's awesome. <laughs> Okay, and as for us, this time around at Goldblood, it was much better. I could actually hear myself. <laughs> there were a few hiccups where we couldn't actually, uh, you know, uh, where Sid couldn't hear us all too well, but it eventually, it eventually evened out. Okay. Yeah, and DK actually remembered his lines this time. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, and we were playing last, so we didn't have to worry about time frames. It's like, yeah, we can play for however long as we want to the third of the audience that's left. <laughs> that's the one thing that sucks about closing, especially on a show like this. The audience is as uh, greatly dissipated. <laughs> it's it's okay because we still got them hyped up. Good. They, there were still people moving. There were still people uh, bouncing around, having a good time, and I still was able to hold them over. We were able to hold them over, but come on, it's the front man. We're kind of like, <laughs> we don't have an instrument in our hands that is blocking us from like really reaching out, sometimes physically reaching out to the audience. And I'm on the floor, baby. I'm right there with you guys. Right. I'm dodging the punches and kicks and the circle pits, and uh, sometimes I get into the pit because... Why not? <laughs> Why not? Why not? It's a punk rock show. <laughs> so overall, that's what our that's what the show was. That was the only show I attended this week, and yeah, kind of a nice uh, break because I have been overloaded the past few episodes with all the shows. Basically, take twenty minutes just to talk about one. <laughs> but that's it for this one, and. Quite a few upcoming shows, I might add. Yes, I will run down a quick list I've got. You get yours, and then we'll get on to the albums. Uh, I'm going to put out Legion 76, Executors, Ironside, and Lil Bambinos are playing Saturday, August 6th at The Fire, which is in Philadelphia. $15 tickets, but if you wait till the day of, they're going to be 18 Awesome bands. Great band from Philly, but you got band from New Jersey, band from Ottawa, uh, and Ironside's really cool. I've seen them before. And uh, Lil Bambino's also from Philly. So uh, what is that? Saturday, August 6th, a week from this Saturday. Uh, there's a couple festivals that are coming up. First, August 11th, 12th, and 13th in Cumberland, Maryland. You have the Savage Mountain Punk Festival. And a lot of cool bands are going to be playing. They're going to be doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Uh, bands that we've played before on the show, Mephiscopheles, the Jasons, uh, 45 Adapters, Tiger Sex, the Looseketeers, uh, Chupascabra, a lot of really cool bands. There's several other bands on that, so go check it out. Go check out any of the bands I just mentioned. I'm sure they're going to mention that to you, but you can look that up. If you're going to be anywhere near Cumberland in Maryland, go check out that festival. Uh, another festival, it's a little bit further out, but uh, I'll just briefly mention until it gets closer in case you want to travel to it, it's in Badalona, so it's in Estraperlo, Badalona, and it is Beach, Beer, and Chaos. Uh, it's August 19th, 18, 19, and 20, and bands, I just even said, Legion 76. They're going to be out there playing The Chisel, Savage Beat, Violent Way, Stomper 98, Hard Cell, Force Majeure, uh, all sorts of bands traveling. Top Novel coming from Australia. A lot of bands. I'll talk more about that in detail uh, as it gets closer. But a cool festival if you're anywhere near Badalona in about three weeks. On Wednesday, August 3rd, you can see Reeks, Beton Army, Vis Verace, Criminal Outfit, Castillo. And that'll be in Long Beach. $15 tickets. So go check that one out. That'll be... Next Wednesday, I mentioned this last week, last chance to see Arch Rivals play as a band. They'll be playing at the Emperor's Ballroom Saturday, August 6th, which is a part of Rebellion Festival. Rebellion Festival there in Blackpool, England. 
And that'll be Thursday, the 4th of August through Sunday, the 7th. I am for sure going to go to this next year. Uh, I knew I had stuff coming (laughs) that would have made it difficult, but I've got to go. That looks awesome. I've been wanting to go for years. Uh, Saturday, August 6th, Wargraves, Bricks and Mortar, the Graniteers, and Chasms uh, are playing. You you mean Cosms? Cosms. Yes, there you go. (laughs) C-H-A-S-M-S. Yep, that's Cosm. Cosms. Uh, I'm glad you corrected that because that sounds really stupid now that I think back to what I said. <laughs> Chasms. That'll be that sounds very flamboyant. Chasms. Yeah. That'll be at the Shaskeen, which was in Manchester, New Hampshire. So go check out Bricks and Mortar and all those other cool bands. That'll be next Saturday. A uh, couple others here. We have uh, Friday, August 5th. You can see Yellow Stitches, Skinhead, Violent Way. Liberty and Justice, Law of Power, and Dry Sockets at First Street, Pool, and Billiards. And First Street, Pool, and Billiards is... Where is First Street, Pool, and Billiards? I don't know where that is. Do you know where First Street... I can't remember if that's... Is that L.A.? Or is... That sounds like somewhere that's in Las Vegas. It does sound pretty Vegas to me. Yeah. What is it? First Street, Pool, and Billiards. Oh, it's in L.A. There you go. Okay. So I'm, it's First. probably a different place that I'm thinking of that sounds similar to that. So there you go. Uh, if you want to go see that show, it's in L.A., a bunch of cool bands there. So go check out those bands. What the hell? This thing is uh, bouncing around on me. I have two more shows. There's a ska festival that is coming up. So if you like the ska, you can head over to, well, again, that was Yellow Stitches at Pulled me up right on there. I hate when it does that. Anyway, we are on to the last two shows that I have to mention. We'll do the Ska one in a second. July 29th, that's tomorrow. Audible Joes, they are playing in, well, doors open at 9. Entry, they're in, uh, I don't even know where this is. Uh, Come catch us alongside, uh, well, fuck, go find, look (laughs) up Audible Joes. I can't tell based on this flyer where this is. Fred Zeppelin's, but I don't know where Fred Zeppelin's is. <laughs> so uh, go look up Fred Zeppelin's. Go look up Audible Joe's. Cool band. I haven't heard new stuff from them in years. We had them on the show several years ago, so I was just excited that they're playing a show. And finally, Scott at the Shore uh, starts at 12 noon. It's a festival, and it's on August 7th. You can go see the Toasters, the Pie Tasters, Mephiscopheles, uh, Pilfers, Spring Hill Jack, Hub City Stompers, who are great. Best of the Worst, the Backyard Superheroes, the Scofflaws, Scofflaws, I think I got that right. Eastern Standard Time is the name of the other band, and that's in Atlantic City, New Jersey. If you need an excuse to get to Atlantic City, there you go. Go see Scott at the shore. Eric, that's all I got. What do you got to add? I got a few. Um, Yeah, this Saturday on the 30th, the band Super Suckers with Speed Dealer will be playing at Urban Lounge. That will be at 7 p.m., $20, and it's a bar, so you know what that means. (laughs) You know, either be 21 or over or get a fake ID. Or just know someone in the band and tell them that you're working the merch. Right. We did that once. (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, on the... uh, on the 31st, I will be playing another show with The Apathetics. We will be playing at Metro with the bands Bruce Lee and the Street Fighters. <laughs> and I am excited for this one, Hi-Fi Murder. Nice. I am excited to be sharing the stage with them once again. I haven't shared them since uh, one of our last Suburban Hellkill shows. 
I think it was at Liquid Joe's. Yeah, that was probably the last time we shared the stage with Hi-Fi. And I am stoked to be playing with them again, especially after everything that they have been through. It would be nice to see how they perform all revived and shit. Right. <laughs> anyway, we will all be playing with a band called Jerk. And that's Jerk with an exclamation point on the end. <laughs> as to not be uh, confused with uh, any other band probably, uh, you know, called that. Anyway, <laughs> like I said, the uh, Metro it starts at 7 p.m. and it's $10 to get in. Anyway, on the 3rd, there are a couple of shows going on on the 3rd. At the Beehive, the band Angel Dust with Soulblind and Webbed Wing will be playing. That's uh, going to be at 7 p.m. and will be $16 entry. Meanwhile, at your Mama Mama's house, um, the Bimbos will be playing with Total Cereal, Betty, and Makosos. So that's a lot of power violence. So... Those uh, four bands will probably... You're probably looking at about an hour set time. Nice. In total. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. The power violence and the grind jokes of how short their songs are will never get old. At least not to me. (laughs) Anyway. That's going to be at 7 p.m. at your mama's house and... Just bring donations for the bimbos. They are on tour. And you know Power Violence Kids. They don't make a lot of money. They make a, they make straw pennies on the penny. <laughs> <laughs> Help them out. Help them out. Help them get to the next house. <laughs> anyway, and a few shows on the, on the 6th. That's uh, going to be a week from Friday. And, yeah, there's three shows going on. One at Wild Pepper Pizza at 6 p.m. with... Moscosos, Badmouth, Youth Group, and Mojo Rollers. It's a, it's a locals. It's a locals only show, and we were trying to get my band on it. However, work schedules with certain members just, you know, work tells you to go fuck yourself, right? Yeah, when it should be the other way around. But you know, anyway, bring starts at six p.m. Bring donations, and meanwhile at Black Lung, the band's Lovelace, and also. I could be uh, mistaken this, but Badmouth might have doubled up themselves on two shows. But just in case, I mean, this isn't for another week, so I have time to correct myself if that's true. Right. <laughs> anyway, uh, Dysentery and Skullfuck, all at Black Lung, 7 p.m., $10 entry. And finally, at Aces High Saloon, the band's Grim Earth with Narc and Suffocator will be playing for $10, and that starts at 8 p.m. Sweet. Yeah, and I recommend that one. I I don't know Grim Earth. I haven't listened to them yet, but Narc and Suffocator, they're the homies. I love them, and they are two the two best three pieces in Salt Lake right now. Awesome. Yeah, I just realized that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep, that's coming up on the uh, 6th. And as a bonus, the uh, 7th, Agent Orange is coming back with Decent Criminal playing at the Urban Lounge, 7 p.m., $16. Sweet. So make it out to those ones. I know I'll be making it out to eh, one or two. We'll see. We will. We shall see. We shall see. But that's in the span of the next week and a half. So I'll be, I'll, I'll not be talking about these shit, a couple of them for until the next, not the next episode, but the episode after. Right. Well, we have, uh, that's all the live shows. That's the live show Eric saw, plus live shows we know of. So if you're in or around those areas, go check out those shows. Eric, we're going to yeah. do some great cover-to-cover albums. We're moving the show along. Yeah, we are. Not what the, do you have? Well, that segment was not as long-winded as... Uh, last week. <laughs> yeah. Last week, man, I don't know where, we had a lot going on. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Just everything was bunched up. 
but not not today. Not today. It's we have a little thankful lull. At least I do. Right. Anyway, yeah, the great cover to cover album. I am finally rounding out my uh, love for a certain Salt Lake hardcore band. Yeah, I'm st- I'm keeping it local right now. It's the band I've talked about them before. I talked about them again, and I'm talking about them right now. This is Villain. <laughs> they are making their return. I said. The last time I talked about them, I said that I was going to talk about their first EP, but I had to get to their second EP. It's it's better. <laughs> okay, I don't want to say it's better. There's just songs out there that I think are, oh, they're just so good. And, you know, I'll refer you to uh, that episode. I don't know which one it is, but I know that was the one that had the episode where we, with our interview of Soldiers of Destruction, it was the... Last episode that we did before I was coming back into the live show Rage. Are you right? <laughs> yep. And where I was playing with Villain. And I played my favorite Rage Against the Machine song on that episode. Oh, nice. So that one sits very, it sits in a very special place in my heart. <laughs> and now, this one, being that we uh, changed a new location, here is Villain once again to help kind of uh, be the welcoming committee. Right. <laughs> anyway, that's enough of the... Uh, yeah, that's enough of such nostalgia about uh, about the past. So let's keep talking about the past and talk about this album. <laughs> this album came out, uh, damn, six years ago. Six and a half years ago. It was January of 2016. And yeah, this was my introduction into that band. Villain, if you may remember, was the one of the first bands I ever interviewed for Slug Magazine. Definitely the first hardcore band. It wasn't the first... The first localized I did was with uh, Zombie Cock and Goat Sifter. And nice. this was my second one, that with uh, Burn Your World, which is not a band anymore. They became Heretic Temple, and now Heretic Temple ain't a band anymore. For reasons, but there's no need to, to, there's no need to say that here. Villain, however, has been keeping on. They have been, those guys are well-seasoned uh, musicians and veterans of the hardcore days of old. They have been in bands since the 90s. And they've really cut their teeth on here. And, you know, they grew up, they got their jobs, set careers, and, you know, had families, and, you know, the life. And then they just decided, you know, let's get together and start jamming again. So that was the, and that was what I consider to be the stellar lineup with uh, Trent Falcone, Jay Wilkinson, Brad Butterfield, Justin Spencer, Maddie Jones, and Gavin Hoffman. All of those, uh, all of those members, that six fingered hand (laughs) yeah three guitarists a bassist a vocalist and a drummer and they put out their what i consider to be their best material they have released material since the first two eps but i love those eps so much and i actually put them together in a playlist to where it makes sense to be a cohesive album i will i will refer you to that if you are so willing because honestly i think it works great (laughs) The first two EPs are just solid. They are bomb-proof. I cannot think of a bad thing to say about them or the band in general, but this was this was their best two feet forward. And not to not to uh, defame any of the stuff they're doing now, it's still good. But you know, this uh, early stuff, it's uh, it was new to me, and I absorbed it, and I've memorized all the words, I memorized all the lyrics, and this was the first album. Uh, the song that I'm going to be pl- uh, showcasing here is the first song that I actually memorize most, almost all of the lyrics to within the first few listens. And that is the song, We Give Up. Pretty simple. P- 
pretty uh, uh, sort of misanthropic <laughs> lyrically and just really ominous in its uh, in its musical background. The guitars I really love in this one. So, so yeah, here is the song "We Give Up." negative thing to say about that song it would be that you know that last part just sounds like it's leading into a, a chonky breakdown <laughs> dun, 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 dun. i'm like ah oh, you couldn't have you know given that a little bit more love but and, and you know what it's still a good ending still a good song and yeah i love the lyrical themes on that one where it's like you're trying it's basically saying you're trying to hold a front around certain people 
And it's like, you don't want to kind of display certain emotions around them. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, that constant, that constant battle of personality. How much personality do you want to show in real life? Right. Yeah, that's the, that's the human condition, I'm afraid. <laughs> anyway, back to what I said about uh, the disappointment of there not being a breakdown in that song. Well, we kind of get that in my next pick. We don't kind of get it. We really get it. <laughs> the song that closes out the EP and, <clears throat> in my opinion, close out, closes out my version of an LP with all eight of those tracks is the song Graves. And this one, it... It starts off pretty slow and like pretty uh, grimy. Then it speeds up, gets a little bit more mid-tempo in there, and then it just slows down to a bit more of a kind of a groove and just gets those thrashy parts, the thrashy downstroking parts. And then it just <laughs> it just slams and lumbers its way to draw this whole thing to a close. I'm like, okay, there it is. There's the breakdown. They were just saving it for later <laughs> and for the end of all of all things. I love every song on this uh, on this album. All four of them are really great. And maybe maybe I'll come back and play uh, Throat and This is a Heist as sort of like a, uh, you know, a, <laughs> a tribute. <laughs> right. Yeah, but that won't be for a while. I think I've uh, talked about this band uh, so many times, you probably are getting sick of hearing the name, but honestly, did you even listen to the episodes? Did ya? <laughs> I didn't think so. So, yeah, go back and listen to the other ones with Villain on here. Maybe I'll bring him on board for an interview. We'll see. Anyway, this is the final song from Villain's first EP, which is just called Villain 1, the Roman numeral 1. <laughs> this is Graves.
So there's your introduction to my favorite Salt Lake City hardcore band. (laughs) (laughs) They may not be the objectively the best. They may not be the most innovative, but they just hit the right points with me. And and yeah, Trent Falcone actually said to me that I'm apparently the number one villain fan. I'm like, <laughs> okay, that's I never had anyone tell me that before. Because it's like you were there from the start of it, pretty much. I'm like, well, it's kind of. I was introduced to you guys no less than a year after you formed, and I just really liked your music. What else can I say? <laughs> Like the, one of the the last time that I saw them live, he was pretty insistent of getting me into the show. That he was like, "You you are coming. You guys are you are guest listed. I'm already gonna guest list you. No excuse." Like, okay, man, I was gonna show up anyway. That's <laughs> but, awesome. But uh, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, you appreciate my appreciation for your music. <laughs> <laughs> And I hope the and I hope you, dear listeners, appreciate it as self. So, yeah, check out Villain. Check out their entire catalog. I think it's pretty damn flawless, if I do say so myself. And I do say so because I reviewed them, and I have a podcast, so that makes my opinion worth more than yours. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see what your opinion says about the next album. Uh, I ha- do not have all the songs memorized, but I really loved their first album. I have had a chance to listen to it since its uh, digital release this past week, uh, but not much more, so I don't have anything memorized just yet, but I like it a lot. It is a really good album. The band's really good. The band is Strike First. They are from Atlanta in Georgia. It's their second album, like I said. Uh, The vinyl was released June 28th, it looks like, on Rebellion Records, and so if I would have bought that from Rebellion... I might have got that around the time that the digital release got dropped. So, uh, you know, it's about the same amount of time. That's just what it is. Uh, Rebellion Records is over there in Europe. So what do you do? <laughs> I definitely want to get that, and I'm hoping it, it pops out on one of the American labels. But what do you, if not, I'll be getting an order from Rebellion at some point. And this one will be on it. It's really good. I recommend checking it out. The digital version came out just a few days ago on the 25th. Let's get into a track on there. We'll see what you think. I tried to pick something uh, a little diverse, but it probably just sounds like music that I would pick because I probably sound similar to music that I pick. I don't know. All right. Let's find out. Standing Strong here is Strike First off of the awesome album that just came out called War. Yeah. 
First track, what do you think? Nice. Right? <laughs> That's what I think. Awesome band. I really like Strike First. Wayne kills it on vocals. Uh, the band, you know, from previous bands that they've played in, all great bands. And so it just translates over into great music. Uh, really big fan. I love this album. War is awesome. I can't wait to just slap it on repeat and <laughs> get around to memorizing some tracks. Right. <laughs> uh, it's awesome. I got to ask, are the two other states of the Bible Belt uh, named Strike Hard, No Mercy? They should be. Yeah, they should be. <laughs> they should be having that whole... Uh, they should be holding that whole trifecta. Just the band Strike Hard from Mississippi and No Mercy from Alabama. Nice. Because we know Alabama shows no mercy towards, you know, free-thinking people. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. So, yeah, maybe there should be a band called No Mercy that, you know, counterattacks on their on that backwards-ass culture down there. Right. There's so, much, there's so much backwards shit all across the board in this country, but... We just love having the Bible Belt as the sort of whipping boy. Yeah, the Bible Belt, the whip. Come on. <laughs> Anyone remember old school uh, household capital punishments? Right? <laughs> Man, life uh, wasn't great to get the ass whooping, but I think it definitely made for better people than we're seeing currently. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, they, maybe a few people down south are a few, are a few belt shooks tie of... <laughs> Low of uh, becoming decent people. There you go. They need a few more. And maybe a few more for the folks up here. Yeah. <laughs> but no, we believe in killing with kindness and manipulation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's listen to one more of this one, then we'll get into our non-punk tracks to wrap up the show. Mm -hmm. uh, strike first. Again, the album is War. Get that uh, vinyl version, if you can, from Rebellion Records. Uh, it looks awesome. I can't wait until I get a copy at some point. I don't know. I might, I'm holding off and hoping it'll come out on LSM vinyl like their last album did, but I might, like I said, I might end up ordering it from Rebellion. This track's awesome. Uh, I was going to play some other tracks, and then once I went, got to this one, I was like, oh, yep, this one's got to be on there. So carry on. Here's Strike First. Cause I'm 
Carry on, Korean Carrion. <laughs> <laughs> also, Carrie never got turned on. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, man, what an awesome track. How about that guitar solo? Oh, it was fun. Every time I know a guitar solo is good, it makes me start alternating my fingers in my left hand. <laughs> oh, shit. There it goes again. <laughs> Man, it was awesome. I really like it. Uh, a lot of other great tracks on there. Uh, first time through, those are my two favorites probably, but that can change with great cover-to-cover -cover albums. You listen to them a couple times, you're like, you know what, I might like that one better than that one or whatever. <laughs> so that could totally change if I were to do that album next week or you know in a few weeks or something like that. So... Uh, I recommend checking it out. Strike First out of Atlanta. Awesome band. Playing them shows. Uh, it's just so awesome. So check out that new album, War. Eric, we need to wrap up the show. So we're both playing some new metal. Mm -hmm. I hopped on the train and it dropped me off at the new metal camp. <laughs> so here I am reliving some of my preteen glory days. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean... Yeah, I was still part of the uh, new metal crowd when I was a young, uh, when I was a young sort of uh, open book, a blank slate for musical taste, and I was, you know, searching for stuff a bit heavier than the classic rock that I was listening to by way of my father, and I discovered the likes of System of a Down. Yeah, System of a Down. It was a, and I discovered them through this. Uh, through this mix CD that my best friend got from his aunt, and it was with a bunch of uh, random metal tracks, not necessarily from the 90s or 2000s. There was a few Def Leppard and Guns N' Roses tracks on there for good measure, but the song that really stuck out to me, and this was my introduction to the band System of a Down. I had no idea who they were. All I knew is they wrote the song about Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Cocaine, crazy, psycho, groupie, coke. Everyone knows how that song right. goes. So, yeah, I like to kind of wear that as a feather in my cap. I got introduced to System of a Down, not by Chop Suey. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, unfortunately, uh, Chop Suey, it, it's, gone the same way as, uh, it's gone the same way as Killing in the Name, as Die Die My Darling, as Blitzkrieg Bop, which is the camp of songs that are good but are often followed with but. <laughs> and for me, that's just another song that gets way too over goddamn played. It is a good song, but the fact that people hear it day in, day out on select rock radio stations, all rock radio stations, <laughs> right? You know, it loses its dignity, it loses its value, and people just hear it and it's ice picks to the ears. I'm sorry to say that you, radio, are making me hate songs that I used to love. So, I know. You know what? I used to that. listen to Metallica back in like the 80s when I was younger, like hear it on mm. the radio, right? Maybe even early 90s. And I had a handful of Metallica CDs. And then you know what happened? The radio started doing, at least here in Utah, mandatory Metallica. And then you get like an hour <laughs> straight of Metallica. And it wasn't just an occasional thing. Every single night it was mandatory Why? Metallica. And I stopped listening to Metallica. I've probably heard Metallica maybe four or five times since the 90s. And it's just because it got overplayed so much, I was over it. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's an unfortunate tale through bands that get so big. And honestly, Metallica is probably the biggest, at least, metal band right now. They are the biggest metal band, most likely the biggest current rock band. Right. And, uh, I mean, seriously, those guys played on all seven continents in a year's time. 
Right. They hold the Guinness World Record for that. It's pretty ridiculous. I mean, I'm talking about another band that we get on the subject of Metallica. <laughs> <laughs> That's how omnipresent they are. God damn it. Stay focused. System of a Down. They are the Metallica of new Metal. That's a joke. I don't know what would be considered the Metallica. Maybe Linkin Park. Because they, uh, yeah, they changed their sound pretty, uh, not exactly sporadically, but pretty, you know, did a kind of a 180 turn. Anyway, just uh, get... It's like that band I had last week, Sugar Ray. They, they changed their oh, sound God. a little bit. Oh, yeah. A, a little bit. <laughs> yes, a little bit. <laughs> anyway, stay on the fucking track right. here. System, system of a Down. System and you know what? On the topic of System of a Down, I heard them on their first album, but they started in 94, and that first album came out shortly after that. Mm-hmm. You were not listening to System of a Down at that point. No, at that point I was uh, I was listening to a bunch of words that just sounded like gibberish to me. Because <laughs> why I had not learned how to speak, my cognitive skills were still um, in development. Right. But when I did discover System of a Down, it was by that song Psycho, and then I found the album that it came off of, which was Toxicity, the album that made their career. That's what sent them skyrocketing sure into the mainstream, into the limelight. And, yeah, we're all the better for it, because Toxicity, it is a wonderful album. Yes, it has Chop Suey on it, but all the other songs, holy shit, man. The thing is just hit after hit after hit. It's firing on all cylinders, like a Gatling gun. Right. Oh, man, there is not a song that I hate on that record. I even like Chop Suey, because I just can't listen to it as much (laughs) anymore. Oh, yeah, but a lot of my favorite songs are on there. Needles is one of my favorites. I love Aerials. I love, like I said, I love Psycho, the song Science, and Forest, and X. Just too many to name. Actually, there's, what, 14 songs on there? Something like that? 13 or 14? And the one that stuck out to me the most, especially right now, is the song Deer Dance. And that one is about the, it's about the overpower of police force that are using on people who are protesting. And protesting is still going on. It's... There's always something to fight about, especially, you know, li- earlier in this year, such as, you know, the war that's going on between uh, Ukraine and Russia, and over here, the fighting to protect uh, women's rights to their own bodies. Thanks, Kavanaugh. <laughs> yeah, God. So, <clears throat> so yeah, protesting's uh, still going around, and bands have been writing about protests and things to fight for since, really, the dawn of music. <laughs> Right, Because there's always something to fight for. There's always a new problem that comes up, and there's always a reason to hold your ground against it or for it, depending on what that is. And this one, System of a Down, they just uh, they are a hugely politically active band. I think that is very well known. Right. <laughs> they are, yeah. There's songs either about doing drugs or just uh, being weird or really, really um, opaque poetry. Writing songs that even they don't really know the meaning to. I mean, just look at the song Jet Pilot. See if you can figure that one, that <laughs> song out. <laughs> but Dear Dance, it's very straightforward. It's just saying, like, we're still trying to fight for our rights no matter what power you throw in our way. No matter how many rubber bullets you shoot at us. No matter how many batons to our heads will t- you take. We're like packing peanuts. One of us is not very effective. But a majority of us actually does the job it's intended to do. So... Yeah, Soapbox is about to uh, break, so I'm going to get <laughs> off of that, and I'm going to let the System of a Down take the place. Here is Deer Dance. 
Chop Suey seems to pale by comparison, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, man, that is such a heavy damn song. Almost feels like it could be a hardcore song, especially at the very end where it just goes silence and everyone does pushing little children with the fully automatics and then boom, back into it, buddy. Right. <laughs> oh, it kills me. So, yeah, Toxicity, such a great album. And uh, System of a Down, they have a near flawless discography. I mean... Yeah, they have uh, five albums under their name. That's including the infamous Steal This album. Which is fantastic. There's a lot of great tracks on that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Even the first song. Pepperoni, Young Green Peppers, Mushrooms, Olive Chives. Yes. <laughs> Funny, but fantastic. Oh, yeah. And that's uh, that was their style. And it's... Uh, it's a shame they're not as active, at least in the studio, as they once were. Because leaving us with, uh, you know, Mesmerize and Hypnotize, two perfect albums. Just the sequels of each other, <laughs> pretty much. And then they are, then they just are, are gone from the studio. I know, there was inner band turmoil, and they had come back, you know, uh, last year they released that single for, uh, uh, for all the things that were going on in Armenia. Right. Yeah, which was still good stuff. It was, yeah, it was a nice little welcome back, as it were. If the guys could figure out how to get along together, it might work out. Yeah, we shall see. But 
they're still putting on shows. They're still getting a, they're still getting around, and their music is still getting played all over the radio for better or for worse. Honestly, I've listened to Chop Suey so many times that I actually have the lyrics memorized. <laughs> I actually know what they are. You're not a true system fan unless you know the lyrics <laughs> of Chop Suey. <laughs> yeah, why'd you leave your keys up on the table? Here you go, create another fucking song to listen to. <laughs> All right, well, that's what I got to say about System. This is my first time playing them on the show, and they got such a goldmine of great hits. I'm sure they will be coming up in the years to come. Absolutely. Yep. So let's uh, not stray too far from the genre, and let's talk about another new metal band. Yes, Mudvayne. Uh, that release that you just talked about came out middle, no, September of 2001. Well, November of 2002, Mudvayne released an album called The End of All Things to Come, which is a great album. And I like Mudvayne for a period, probably my favorite band. Uh, I still have a Mudvayne shirt where they have all the faces <laughs> painted. Uh, it's fantastic. I'd wear it right now if it wasn't also packed in a box in a storage unit somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Does it even still fit? I I don't know. I don't know. I'll we'll have to try it out. I, well, I've been about the same size for a while, though. Well, were you also one of those new metal kids that wore shirts and pants that were purposefully three sizes too large? <laughs> a couple years before this, probably. Not quite that big, but yes, I was wearing an XL when I should have been wearing a large. Ah, there you go. But I think by the time I got this shirt, I was on to the correct size, which was a large. And I can't wait to see. Maybe I'll have it in a couple weeks. They're going to be playing here in Salt Lake City. Yeah. And that's why I'm playing them on this show. I did play. So first, they're playing the Freaks on Parade Tour with Rob Zombie, Static X, and Power Man 5000. Well, I played Power Man 5000 a few months ago, so uh, yeah. and that's because I saw them. They played a show here. They were doing their own tour. Now they're on tour together. I'll be playing some of these other bands coming up leading up to August 8th, I think is when something like that. I'll have to look. It's coming up yeah. in a week or so for the Freaks on Parade. And so I thought, what better time to throw Mudvayne on? Because they were on my list of bands to play, so Static X, uh, for new Metal. And so we'll hear those. If you're unfamiliar with Mudvayne, maybe you've heard of Hell Yeah. There's a band that uh, Chad and Greg, Chad does vocals for Mudvayne and for Hell Yeah. And they combine with a couple guys from Nothing Face, who's also an awesome band. I don't know if I have that on my list. I should probably play Nothing Face. Never listen to them. So No? Well, I'll have to put Nothing Face on the list. Uh, and then also Vinnie Paul, uh, before he passed away, he was the drummer. Yeah. And they picked up uh, Stone Sour's drummer. I think that's who replaced Vinnie Paul for Hell Yeah. I would not know. I'm not too familiar with the uh, history of Stone Sour. All I know is that two of the guys from Slipknot were in that band. <laughs> were, and only one remains. Yep. And but both can, of them are still Slipknot. You can Slipknot. guess which one. <laughs> The one yes. that Loudwire can't seem to get it, keep out of their headlines. Right. <laughs> well, let's get into this band, Mudvayne, off of that uh, 2002 release, The End of All Things to Come. The track that we're going to check out is Silenced. Are you familiar with this track? No, I'm honestly not too familiar with most of Mud Mudvayne's discography. Oh, you um, should check out Mudvayne. I have checked out Mudvayne. You... Need I remind you, I actually played them on the show before. I played the song that's Determined right. from uh, right. Lost and Found. And that's what I'm getting at. I really only listened to that album back-to-back. -back. The LD50 was the other one that I listened to 
most of the time, just not as much. That was their first one. I think this was yeah. their second one, and the other one you were talking about, I think was the third one, if I'm not mistaken. It might be. I know it came out somewhere around, uh, I think it was 06? Something like that. 07, somewhere, somewhere within the 2000s before they went on their uh, indefinite hiatus. Which has ended, and they're playing shows. Yep. Good for them. Yes. That's good. And My I'm hoping to hear fun. this track. It's called Silenced. What'd you think of that one? Oh, that is unmistakably Mudvayne, right? <laughs> you know they have their they had their own thing going, and I can assume still have their own thing going. I don't know what their prospects are on uh, new music, but you know, I don't either. <clears throat> yeah, we shall see. We shall. Yeah, there's only a select few new metal bands who have consistently released music, and then they just kind of fell off for a while. Mudvayne is one of those. System of Down is one of them. Even Limp Bizkit is one of them, but Limp Bizkit made a comeback. 
And now Mudvayne's making their comeback, and System, as I said earlier, made their comeback. So, yeah, it remains to be seen about Mudvayne. That I'm gonna I'm gonna pray to the ether that that is something that's gonna happen. Touch some wood on that. <laughs> yes. All right, everybody, that wraps up the show. Hopefully, you enjoyed all of those great bands. Go check out those bands from Kiev. Uh, that new Killing Joke. Seriously, the band doing it for over forty years. They're still putting shit out. Get out there. That snuff tape was fucking awesome. It's super heavy. Go check out all those bands. We had some great albums. New Metal was fantastic. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube, Music, Amazon, Music Player FM, and SLCPunkCast.com. You can also find the bands on Instagram at Killing Joke Band at 100 Bavon, Bavavona, Bavavona. I'm B-A-V-O-V-N-A. Now I feel like I'm saying it incorrect. I don't think I was saying it that way earlier. Anyway, at Cardinal Birds Rock, at Snuff X Tape, at Gob Patrol, at... Uh, Villain SLC Hardcore at Strike First Oi at System of a Down at Mudvayne Shows at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can you be found? I can be found on Instagram at Scary Uncle underscore Eric SLC. You can find my bands on Instagram and Facebook. Anonymous on Instagram at Anonymous Band F- Anonymous Band SLC. I don't have my notes in front of me because my fucking phone is dead. Damn so it. you'll have to bear with me. <laughs> On Facebook, it should just be under Anonymous SLC. Or maybe just Anonymous Band. Look at both of those. <laughs> my other band, The Apathetics, that can be found on Facebook at just the, at The Apathetics. And on Instagram at The Apathetics 801. And my podcast, Lead Melodies, you can find that on Instagram at lead.melodies.podcast.slc. And never mind, that was the Facebook. <laughs> See, I'm, a, I'm naked without my notes. It's like the teleprompter skit in uh, SNL, where Will <laughs> Ferrell has a nervous breakdown because the teleprompter's broken and he can't read the lines. <laughs> uh, Instagram, it's uh, at leadmelodies underscore SLC. Just... <laughs> We'll see about that. I'm working on episode four right now, and you can listen to the three episodes that are out already on anchor.fm. Just uh, go to that site, type in Lead Melodies Podcast, and it's there. And also follow the Facebook page, SLC Hardcore. That's at SLC Hardcore. That's where I keep up with all the shows and post flyers about them, and also uh, whenever some new releases are coming out, I like to promote them on there. Uh, all within the confines of uh, the Utah state borders. We'll see what happens. <laughs> Some fun stuff. And, yeah, that's all my socials. Uh, hopefully they are right. My memory ain't so good. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, the bands are also found on Facebook, at Killing Joke Official, at 100 Bavavun, Bavavna. Bavavna, there we go. I think that's what it was. Bavavna. I think that sounds closer to what uh, I'm going to go with anyway. Sounds official. At Cardinal Birds, at Snuff X Tape, at Gob Patrol, at Villain SLC, at Strike First ATL, at System of Down, at Mudvayne, at SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for this one. Thank you for tuning in to all the great music. And Eric, you got any final thoughts for a wrap-up show? Well, I mean, we had some uh, songs on here that were pretty... Uh that were kind of aimed towards uh, uh, rallying and uh, protest and basically just uh, looking to hold a front. Right. You know? And 
Yeah, all I really got to say about that is uh, stand your ground and be safe. Know where you stand. You know, just be careful when it comes to uh, fighting for, uh, you know, fighting for p- social political issues and requesting change. Really think about your opinion before you just hop on a bandwagon. True. You know, because, you know, it. people tend to get lost in the crowd. They kind of are surrounded by the hype and they just play into it. And you feel like you need to abide by it just to fit in, you know. And that's just an overall thing about life. So, in general, just know where you stand. Just kind of think to yourself, how much of your personality actually is yours? And how much of it is it to just be like, hey, I'm just wearing this mask for you, buddy. (laughs) Just keep that in mind as you uh, go on living. In other words, just be yourself. That's it. Just be yourself. Don't be a dickhead. (laughs) That's advice to live by. Play the fucking outro. Outro.